0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Bellavance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for November 18th, 2021. It is Thursday. A wonderful Thursday. A, a, a uh, automation Thursday. Maybe we'll call it that. Automation Thursday, because that is what I have on the brain before we get into that. Let's, uh, let's chat. How you doing? What's going on in uh, your corner of the world? Things going okay? You uh, made it through the week so far unscathed. You know, it's just one week till Thanksgiving if you're in the US. And I it, it's it's got to be my favorite holiday. I mean Christmas is a close second, but you know what? I'm going I'm going to give Thanksgiving the award because there's a lot less pressure when it comes to Thanksgiving. There's a lot less stress at least for me involved in, you know, I'm not trying to buy presents for other people. I'm not worried about what they got. Me, I'm not worried about all that kind of jazz and keeping up the Santa thing and whatnot I, I you know Thanksgiving is just a time to come together and there's a little stress about making all the food but I like cooking so I don't mind that and other than that there's no expectation of lots of gifts and multiple celebrations and all that and it's just like get together with family or friends and eat a bunch of food <laughs> that's that is like my ideal holiday so hopefully you're looking forward to it as well or whatever you've got planned in the next week let's uh Let's talk about automation. The reason I'm thinking about automation today is maybe threefold. So I did an excellent day two cloud episode today with Tim Davis from Env Zero, Env Zero, Environment Zero. I don't know how to say it anyway. I did a great conversation with him today. Uh, Tim's a super sharp guy, and we were talking about the pitfalls of infrastructure as code. Not to say that infrastructure as code is a pitfall, but that there are pitfalls when you are working with it. And we talked through some of that in more or less detail, depending on you know which alley we went down. So you're gonna have to check that episode out when it airs in about a month or so. It's gonna I think that's uh, airing in some mid December. So we were talking about infrastructure's code and automation in that context. And then I'm also building this live project for Manning Publications. And the live project I'm now working on is all about deploying an AKS cluster, an Azure Kubernetes Services cluster with a CI CD pipeline that uses Azure DevOps and Terraform. So, you know, like all the things, right? All my favorite things all tied together. So I have been trying to work through the various pipelines. I've got three pipelines planned for this thing. One is a continuous integration pipeline, which kicks off when you check in something on the non-main branch. When you can check it in and push it to GitHub, it should kick off one pipeline. When you create a pull request, it should kick off a totally separate pipeline. And that pipeline is meant to spin up your code in a test environment use Terra test to validate stuff about that deployment and then tear it down and you know, give a pass or fail. And then the last component of it is going to be when that uh, pull request is accepted, when it's merged into main, then a final pipeline kicks off to deploy that updated code to production with a manual intervention step there that someone has to approve <laughs> the uh, the plan, review and approve the plan before it's actually applied. Now, you could go full bore and just deploy it. But I-, I think it actually makes a lot of sense to back off a moment there and instead have someone manually approve it, especially when it's going into production until you've built up a certain level of trust with the system. So anyway, that that's the core project. That's what I'm trying to build. And so far, I've got one pipeline working. And the second pipeline is running right now on what I think is going to be a successful run after many, many failed attempts. And then the third pipeline should be very similar to the second pipeline, except I'm not going to destroy the environment when I'm done. So that, that one shouldn't be too difficult. So that's, that's what I'm working on right now. It's pretty interesting. And then the third reason I'm thinking about automation is I did a and I won't I don't know if I called an interview but uh, Pluralsight wants to do author spotlights and so they asked me to be part of the initial group that they're doing the author spotlight for and so they did kind of like a little interview that they're going to take clips from to build whatever content they want to build and she was kind of asking me what I think the future of cloud is and I didn't really bring it up entirely because I hadn't mentioned it before, but automation uh, was should have been one of my answers is that automation is gonna be key to anything that you're going to do in the future. Instead I said, you know, Kubernetes is probably going to be the de facto platform for the next five to 10 years for anything new that's being built and because it has this cross provider compatibility. So that is all the things that kind of led me to thinking about automation today. And I wanted to just share a few additional thoughts when it comes to building with automation. Things that I've learned as I've tried to build things with automation that you might find useful. The first thing is the first time you're going to build something with automation, do it manually first. I know that sounds a little funky, sounds a little strange. You know, I want to do this with automation, but honestly... You're going to stub your toes on a lot of things when you're first trying a new workflow. And it's easier to sort of course correct if you're doing it manually the first time. And then once you've figured out the proper way of going about each step, now you can turn that into an automation. So that's like one big thing, do it manually first. <laughs> Whether you're going to do that at the command line or do it through a GUI, like the Azure portal or the AWS console, you're gonna do it manually first and then automate the sucker. So that's the first thing I'm gonna say. Second thing I'm going to say is don't try to boil the ocean. When you're building some new automation, you want to start small, automate one step, check to see if it works, awesome it works, automate the second step and so on and so forth. If you try to build out the full pipeline or the full workflow all in one go, you're just going to frustrate yourself because portions of it are not going to work. <laughs> and trying to troubleshoot when you've added a whole bunch of new stuff to a configuration is very difficult. When you've only added one new thing to a configuration, oh, well, that's, that's much easier to troubleshoot. Why didn't I just do that in the first place? <laughs> so that's my next, uh, my next recommendation, if you will. Um, My third recommendation is that you should write the tests for your infrastructure's code as you're building the infrastructure's code instead of trying to figure it all out later. Again, this is the piecemeal approach. Why don't I just bite off small pieces instead of trying to do the whole thing all at once? It's going to be a lot easier for me if I do things in tiny chunks instead. So, you know, I, I guess that's, That's a two for one (laughs) I just gave you there. It's kind of the same piece of advice in two slightly different ways. Uh, The third thing I'm going to say is there's a lot of libraries and modules out there for you, which is fine. I like to write some of it on my own, even if I'm going to use a module later. I know that kind of sounds like a waste of time, but to a certain degree, it helps me understand what's actually going on under the covers. And even if I switch it out for a module later, at least I know what can break, what can go wrong, what's actually happening underneath the covers. And that will help me when I need to do troubleshooting later on. And I think that's, maybe that's the biggest thing is You wanna make your troubleshooting process as simple as possible, and you want to make that feedback loop as short as possible. So if you try to do too much, or you're not providing enough feedback, then that loop gets longer and longer, and so your iteration time gets longer, which means it takes you a lot longer to fix things. Now, some stuff is just unavoidable. For instance, the infrastructure pipeline I'm trying to build has to spin up a full AKS cluster with two node pools and then do tests against it, which also includes spinning up an API, API, not an API, an application gateway in Azure. That takes time. That's a solid 10 minutes to build it up Another five to 10 minutes to test and then five minutes to tear down. I can't make that shorter, which means I should make all the steps in it as small as possible so that it can add things one thing at a time. The last thing I'm going to say is if your tests all come back green on the first shot, you missed something. There's no way that worked. So go back and check and make sure that the thing that you thought you were testing or doing actually occurred the way that you expect it. Trust, but verify. That's going to do it for me for today. Hopefully you found all of this information interesting and useful to you. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe out there. Bye for now.